Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're on YouTube, that little notify bell next to it to make sure you're always alerted as to when new Going In Raw content is going up. Yeah. Yeah, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we have a bevy of reward tiers including uh, the $5 best value tier. $5 a month gets you three, all of our recap shows for the weekly programming. Uh, you get to watch those live, interact with us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. Uh, we're also on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. The sale is over. The summer sale is over. However, that's not going to stop us from adding new designs. Yeah. We have one Up now is this one. Fun Wrestling, the premier wrestling organization on YouTube. Uh, well, that would be the WWE. Confirmed. If, uh, if you want to talk actual numbers and pro wrestling. Quality uh, of wrestling. The new Every match, minimum four and three quarters. The new star. Shower Me With Gold you logo agree. shirt is... Wait, what? Yes, to say yes. Yes. All right. Uh, the new Shower Me With Gold logo shirt is going to be going up soon. <laughs> like, out of context, the idea of people... That's why I really doubted that anybody really wanted uh, a shithead anal yeah, I no wants that. I don't want... A, I don't want that on my shop. And B, I, nobody's going to wear that. Nobody's going to wear that. Um, because out of context, it doesn't make any sense. No. Nobody's going to wear that. No. <laughs> anyway, unless, I mean, unless you really, really like anal... <laughs> You know, then then if you want to declare, if you want to wear that on your on your shirt, then I guess. But man, I'm not sure what the overlap is between fans of ours, our friendos, and people who are so into anal that they want to wear it on a bright red shirt. Maybe there is. I don't know. We're missing our our cards fell off. Oh, I know. So I feel bad about that. No, nothing's wrong. They just fell off. Weak tape. We'll have to get new cards. I know. That's what I'm excited about. We're gonna get some new Steiner brother cards. Or maybe they won't be Steiner Brother cards. Maybe I will do something different. Something else. Maybe. Anyways, let's talk about it. So there's, okay, let me, there's, there's a lot to talk about. There's like, so Great Balls of Fire happened. Yeah. Um, we did a live stream last night. I'm just going to yeah. say this really quick. A lot of people bitched about us uh, and our level of attention to the actual pay-per-view and the level to which we marked out over spots. Um, I, I'm going to get, here's the thing. So in order to avoid copyright strikes, uh, we have to keep the volume down. Yes. However, there is this thing called earbuds. I am going to go out and purchase a very long audio cable, and I have a splitter, and we can bring our earbuds, and we can listen to the show. All right. We're going to improve our live stream. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, there's, you know, uh, yeah. I went back and rewatched a bunch of stuff today. Yeah, I, I, I watched especially promo stuff. I watched that all today, yeah. um, or most of it. Um, the thing is, you know, we 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 want to watch the show. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, uh, interact with those watching with us, and then me personally. Plus, I'm taking notes throughout. Yeah, there, um, there's there's there's, look, there's a lot to juggle. We could do better, but uh, there's a balance. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's a lot to juggle. There's a balance between engaging in the community and absorbing the show. Just because what you see on the live stream, though, isn't necessarily going to be reflected here on the show because we do, you know, there's a good 12 hours that we can then go back and watch. Yeah, yeah and then think things over. And things yeah. over. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, so you know, it's meant to it's meant to be like sort of a hangout experience. I, I largely had a negative view on the show the next morning. I still kind of have a negative view on the show. I have a very specific reason or reasons for that. I thought there were some positive takeaways um, there's also just been some some sort of general pro wrestling news that's been going down mm-hmm. lately. So I don't know. How do you want to analyze? Do you want to do? Do you want to do like an extra show today? We have a little well, bit. Well, I think we time, discuss, maybe. I think. We, well, I don't really think we have any extra time today because we have to do this. We have to do fun wrestling, and we have to do. Oh, we're doing fun wrestling. Now. I thought you were yeah. doing a super show. I thought you were doing a live stream show. No. Oh, okay. Because I have a promo in there that has to go in today. <laughs> okay. Absolutely has to go in. All right, no time then. Okay, so we don't really have time for that. But we discussed. I, I assume you mean AJ. <laughs> AJ winning the U.S. title and Austin Aries uh, getting released by WWE. So let's just run this down really, really quickly. Yeah. Austin Aries was released by the WWE over this past weekend. Um, I think our general consensus is, as fans of the WWE product and fans of Austin Aries, this is a bummer mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, this is a good thing for him. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's been kind of like rumors about like, and you know, we don't like the about maybe him having a bad attitude backstage. We have no idea if that's true or not. There's some sources saying that. Um, well, there was there was also reports right afterwards that he asked for his release, and uh-huh. then on cage side seats today, they said that wasn't true. He didn't ask for his release, but he was. I, I don't remember the exact wording they used, but more or less fine with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I said, know, we don't want you, and you don't want us. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it seems like he, you know, based on on what I've read, it, he left or want, wanted to leave because uh, he didn't want. He didn't just want to be on two or five lives. He wanted to be on the main roster. One thing I think in Cage Side Seats again today is that uh, he was upset that his match at WrestleMania was on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So that means his payout was less because his match wouldn't be on the DVD. Mm. Things like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Who knows if any of that's true? Yeah, I mean, it's you know everybody, everybody in their hearts have you know the wants and needs, and if some people are. You know, like like a guy like Neville, that dude's on the pre-show always, but he's putting on some of the best matches. He's doing, you know, top three promo work in the company. Mm-hmm. He's champion. They're using him, you know, as the foundation for 205 Live. He's got to be happy with that. Uh, I would think that he's happy with that. Uh, Austin Aries, obviously he wanted something different, something yeah. more. You know, uh, hopefully he'll find what he's looking for. Yes. Um, so, uh, and then also uh, Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter was... Uh, on the Kurt is apparently going to be your interview on the Kurt Angle 24, which is on tonight. Which is on tonight. Um, so I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning. They were running down uh, the show from last night, and uh, I think Brian Alvarez, I think, is the co-host with Meltzer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, "Dude, what if what if Stephanie McMahon calls in tonight and says Kurt, you've lost control. Dixie Carter's in charge now." And I was like, "Oh no!" And even Dave Meltzer was like, "Oh yeah, no." <laughs> Oh, who knows? Might see Dixie Carter on Raw. <laughs> that would be something. Else. That would be definitely something else. I the thing is, I'm not sure like the general fan base knows about her. Like, I don't know that. You know? Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not sure that'd be a great idea. Oh, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> I would be shocked. I was shocked that they they actually interviewed her for interviewed her for anything on the WWE Network. Yeah, me too. Me too. Much hey, less have her on, but dude, on if, camera. If they want, if they want, uh, like a a, a variation. On the Vicky Guerrero, John Laurinaitis type heel authority figure that's kind of outside the box, that would kind of work. A lot of those wrestlers have history with her. Yeah. I have no idea if they'd go down that route, though. I have no idea. I mean, she's got plenty of money. It's not. It's. I don't think it'd be a matter of her needing the money. No, or wanting that. Matter if she wanted to be involved in the industry. Want to so. be in the spotlight, kind of. Yeah. You know, hey, would this be fun? Um, um, last little bit of news, AJ Styles, your new U.S. champion. He wanted a house show at Madison Square Garden, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it was on Saturday, Madison Square Garden. Uh, uh, defeated no, uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Not, um, no real news on in terms of, like, what 
you know, is so according to some people, Kevin Owens has been competing like post on that on house shows last few days. There's no report to him being injured or anything like that. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, what do you think about that? I I don't know. I mean, I I, I just assume they thought it'd be it, they would do it just to advance storyline, but then their match at Battleground apparently was pulled from WWE.com. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I, confusing. I, I like. I'll be honest. I like it. I like whenever something surprising happens that breaks on Twitter or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, in terms of the title change happening at a house show, I think it's great. Yeah, that I like. Stuff should happen a lot more. The often. video of it is hilarious too. Like I saw like a fan video of it, and the crowd cheers very hesitantly at first, and by the time they realize that yes, this happened. It's kind of too late to be surprised, Pop, because nobody really thinks that this is happening. Yeah, the house show, yeah. The ref is going to, like, reverse it yeah. or or whatever. Um, and so it, it, the pop is surprisingly muted. I mean, they popped, but it's just not obviously like, oh, my God, this is happening in front of us. It's like, no, this is going to be changed. Oh, it's not going to be changed? Wow, that's weird. Yeah. That's that's the feeling I got that's from why it. Maybe I'll, if somebody was in that's, attendance. That's why thing. I like it because, you, you know, you, you expect – Things to happen on the show. Yeah, you, you expect you know wrestlers to have more fun. Yeah, uh, maybe you know work out of character sometimes, but you don't expect something like this to happen. Right, and right, when, right. When it does, and granted, it's at Madison Square Garden. That's a special circumstance because it's such an important uh, arena in WWE history. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of like when uh, uh, Samoa Joe beat Finn Balor for the NXT title at a live event. Yeah. It makes live events feel more important. When yeah, absolutely. Yeah, potentially can happen. Yeah, and you know the word spreads, and people might be more apt to go to their their live shows. Yes. So I love it. I think it's great. I'm it, and on top of that, like it gets us more hyped for SmackDown on Tuesday. Yeah. To take a look and say, oh, well, you know, how are they going to address this? Well, you yeah. know, what's the resolution going to be for this? So uh, all interesting stuff. There's one little last bit of news I was just breaking this morning from PW Insider. Um, apparently, Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron. Um, uh, he was detained uh, at uh, the Orlando airport for a possible domestic violence battery situation. This is so PW Insider reached out to the Orlando Police Department and got this official response, quote, there is an incident at Orlando International Airport at about 3 p.m. Sunday involving Jose Rodriguez. Uh, the reported incident was a domestic violence battery and it is still under investigation. No arrests have been made as of this time, but the case remains open. That is all the information we have for release at this time. Um, there was a rumor that he was there with, uh, according to TMZ Sports, uh, a witness said there was an altercation. Uh, Alberto allegedly roughed up a female companion. Um, of course, there's been, uh, there has been no confirmation that it was in fact Paige. They are still together as a couple um, Global Force Wrestling released an official statement on Monday that says, Global Force Wrestling takes all legal situations very seriously as, and is looking into this matter. GFW is a privately held company and will thoroughly investigate this incident and fully cooperate with law enforcement. So uh, details still pending mm. in terms of Alberto Del Rio's airport adventures. Bummer if it's true, but we'll uh, withhold reserve. We'll reserve our judgment until we know the facts. Facts, yes. So let's talk about great balls of fire, Larson. Yeah. So here was my general take on the show. There was a lot of surprisingly good wrestling. Yeah. Happening. So many mar. So much of that was marred for me by crap. Finishes. Yeah, there's a few matches that had really dumb finishes. It was, I mean, so all the, with the exception of the impromptu Heath Slater match where he went over because he's the face, it was all kind of, uh, it was all victories for heels yeah. for the most part. So you're going to get, you know, they don't like having their heels go over clean. Although in the case of Neville, in the case of Neville, I would like to see him be evenly matched at least with Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get that. We got a lot. To me, a lot of these finishes felt like raw TV finishes. That's my yeah. problem with it. Well, that's, 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 that's the problem with having so many pay-per-views is, is especially when they want to have story resolution happen at one of the major four, mm-hmm. then all these kind of B-level shows you know, are, are used to, to advance stories, not conclude them. Yeah, and then there was, uh, I thought the, the Roman Braun thing, in retrospect, looking back on it, I thought it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that in a sec, but I just, I thought that, 
I, I was explaining this to somebody on Twitter last night because they were coming after me saying, you're on your computer the whole time, what do you know? And, you know, I, I, I understood what happened in all the matches <laughs> for the most part. There was a lot of good wrestling. I saw, I witnessed a lot of good wrestling, and I witnessed a bunch of crap endings. And when you have a crap ending to match A, then match B, mm-hmm. then match C, for me personally, it, t- it took the air out of the pay-per-view for me. And so... It's like watching, I mean, okay, this is sort of the example, this is a messy allegory, but your take on, and this is, this because I'm a huge fan of the movie There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Your take on it traditionally has been, whenever we talk about it, you always, you always uh, give me the caveat, it was good, but the ending didn't sit right with you. You weren't a huge well, fan. Well, not of the, the final scene, but the scene uh, when he's in his, specifically the scene when he's in his office and his son, who's now grown up, comes mm-hmm. in the whole bastard in a basket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the the movie up to that point is a, is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And then, I get it. You know what? I've always equated that. The stru- we're going to talk about movies on a wrestling podcast again. Um, people like Equated it. the structure of the movie to uh, uh, oil. Yeah, what they call those things? An um, oil rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an oil. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, so it, it builds and builds and builds and, and finally, then it finally explodes. explodes. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, structurally, totally get it. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's two things. One, structurally, I understand. Doesn't necessarily like it. Two, it's a, it, it moves forward in time about twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, years. yeah, yeah. So we never really see how their relationship, yeah. Daniel Plainview and his son's relationship, breaks down. Yeah, we don't see that. Yeah, we just see the end result of it. Right. So it seems abrupt. Yeah, it seems out of nowhere. Right. Without getting, yeah. I mean, we can get into the minutes. But the, the scene after that with with Paul Dano, the milkshake scene, that's fine. I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: like, I love the movie through and through. I'm fine with everything that you have qualms with. But whenever we talk about that movie, I, I get the feeling that that aspect of it kind of sucked the air out of the movie for you as a whole. Yeah. Like, that's that's a big caveat for you. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's a totally uh, an understandable one. I don't share, I didn't share the same emotional feeling uh, as it pertains to that as you did, but I totally get what you're getting at. That, what you're describing with that movie, is kind of how I felt about this pay-per-view. Except it was on a match-by-match case uh, basis with these wonky finishes that I just, it sucked the air Here, out of the pay-per-view. I'll tell you the moment it really happened is when Alexa Bliss uh, lost by Canada's retainer title. Why? Why would, why? And here's the thing. I was thinking about this morning. I was, I was looking at my fridge for stuff. I was thinking to myself, you know, given that the Usos just did this last yeah, month where they walked out on a match, and then Alexa Bliss walks out on a match, maybe, just maybe, if they use this as a catalyst, for Vince to come out, or all of a sudden WWE.com has a breaking story where uh, uh, WWE is, uh, their board of directors are discussing changes to the WWE rules in that count out victories or, count, or when, 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 uh, when uh, a participant walks out on a match for the, and, and, it's, and it's obvious to the ref that they're walking out so they don't have to lose their title, they lose their title. Like, if this was building to something to write off these ridiculous rules <coughs> in terms of heels being able to cheat in the most boring way, but that's the thing. It's supposed to be entertaining, and this was just boring. It didn't. I didn't feel any more heel heat for Alexa Bliss. I didn't feel any more heel heat for the Usos. It was just, oh, well, that's a boring way to win, isn't it? Well, I, I think the, the, the finish to the... <coughs> Alexa match was compounded by the Usos match because of the Usos during the Usos match I didn't necessarily mind it because it's something we hadn't seen in a while <clears throat> but then just to see it again two weeks after the fact it just it, 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 it just yeah it's it's dull it's not an interesting way to end the match I thought Nia Jax was going to interfere and help yeah. whether you know uh, wittingly or not uh, Alexa keep the belt yeah I thought that would have been a far more interesting scenario because it would have advanced the story. And on top of that, we're probably going to get that tonight on Raw. On top of that, on top of that, it shines a giant spotlight on the illogical nature of a lot of professional wrestling. A lot of professional, or not, I'm going to say a lot of it, there are certain aspects in professional wrestling that are that are just simply lack, lacking in logic. And... By and large, we buy into it because it, we understand that it's scripted storytelling. Uh, but 
when there is a plot hole that size, you can walk out. You're 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 the champion. Well, that's what's known as the champion's advantage. That it's stupid. I mean, that's fine, but it's that's that's silly. I mean, I don't know how they can in this day and age they can slam anniversary. People are knocking slam I Still don't watch the whole thing. But people are knocking Slammiversary because of a bunch of wonky finishes. We just got done with the G1 special in USA. How many walkout counts? We, we just we, it was all clean finishes. Yeah, I know. You know, and they protect people to the to the degree that anybody, Naito lost in the first round. In the first round oh, because of his arrogance, because of a character flaw. Yeah, you know, I mean that that is fine. That's great. But shit, even Sasha looked bored. From that finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she gets up there, and I thought they did a cool spot that was a bit on the bot side because Sasha ended up landing on Alexa Bliss's nose and it busting up. Well, let's start at the beginning. Well, her mouth, wasn't it? And I just, bust her lip open. I think she busted her lip open. Uh, well, it's, it's, it, we're, yeah, we're but splitting hairs, it busted yeah. her open in, in any event. Anyways, let's start at the beginning. Uh, we had uh, Neville versus Tozawa. The pre-show match. The pre-show match just had some really, really good wrestling to yeah. it. This is what we'd figure we'd get from these guys. I think it's funny, man. The blowoffs on two hundred five live are usually infinitely better than their than their actual pay per view matches. Oh, I know. You know, like how many times have we sat there on our two hundred five live recap and been like, "Holy crap, that was a hell of a match." I know, and this was a good match. Um, we both thought that Neville was going to cheat or at least bend the rules a bit to retain, and that's more or less what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Tozawa hit his finisher. He mm-hmm. hit the top rope senton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neville just found oh, he was too close to the ropes and rolled out of the ring. I like when they do that. That's always a clever. Yeah. I, I like when they do. It's a clever way to get out of that. Uh, but the finish saw Tozawa uh, get uh, hung up on the top rope, got mm-hmm. crotched by it. Yeah. Um, and then while he was there, uh, the ref was a, was looking at Tozawa. Yeah. Neville kicked the rope. Yeah. Um, further inflicting more damage on Tozawa's groin. Yeah. And then uh, Neville gets him off, does like a spinning kick, again below the belt. It looked like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was meant to be. I think. Well, I think it was meant to 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 be questionable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I got from it. So mission accomplished. So at this match, I was like, okay, well, that was underwhelming. But you know, but we Neville, expected that. We, we, expect, we, we expected. We expected something like a that. match not to 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 really bring a sort of finality to the story, but. To essentially, it's a means to to have another match at the next show. Right, exactly. This in this case, Akira Tozawa now has gotten a taste of what it's like to be, of what it's like to be fighting Neville. He's going to play dirty. Okay, yeah. so that's great. Uh, next up, we had Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. These guys, these guys can put on a good match in their sleep. Um, I thought that the wrestling in this was was decent again until the finish. Um, which saw Bray Wyatt poke Seth Rollins in the eye, which led to his sister Abigail. Directly to his sister Abigail. Which led right into his sister Abigail. I like that they booked his sister Abigail strong. I like that Bray Wyatt got a win. It's just, it was so anticlimactic. I think that was my problem. When this happened, it was like, okay, well, there's two sort of cheating anticlimactic victories for the bad guys. This is starting not to bode well. Yeah. Um, because I thought that especially these two guys, storytelling-wise, could have put on a match that maybe would have built more. If Bray was on the precipice of losing a bit more, you know, then I thought that out of desperation hitting the eye poke. I think that's what it was supposed to be, though. You thought what? Well, that that it was a, a, a move of desperation from Bray, but he really wasn't in, in dire straits at all. It did no, I <laughs> exactly. I think no. Ideally, that's what it should have been. That's yeah. what it's supposed to have been. He didn't look like it, it looked. It looked like the most nonchalant eye poke. Yeah, it really was. Like the ref was kind of like he was getting in the ring or whatever. And he was he, trying to get uh, Seth back off the, the rope. Yeah, yeah, outside yeah. Outside the yeah, ring, he was outside of the ring. Bray yeah. just kind of did no look poke in the eye. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, it was it was ho hum. It was like okay, well if, if it's a if it's a, a move out of desperation. Well, the problem is is that there's no. We said this before. There's really nothing these guys are fighting over. Yeah. And so they can't uh, interweave motivation into the what story of the What is Bray match. proving by doing this? You know what I mean? Someone put on Twitter, and I can't credit it because I don't forget. I forget who put it, but essentially, someone said. Or maybe the tw- uh, comment in our uh, our, our uh, video video um, that uh, Bray, who says he's a god, needs to poke his opponent's eye to win. 
Exactly. Like, what does he prove? What is he proving by doing that? I mean, he's going to cut corners. That's it. A minor humiliation for Seth Rollins. You know, even that. Like, I don't. (laughs) It's just—it's so silly. It's such a—it's such a cheap way to win. Like Like if Bray Bray says, "God, man," about this, Bray says, "A, he's everywhere, and he's a god." Uh, do a stunt. Where you know he's in, he's he's in a bad way. Lights go out. Lights mm-hmm. come back up. Yeah, he's somewhere else in the ring. Right, exactly. Yeah. Same later on. Same thing happens. He's somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe he's like over the barricade, or he's he's sitting at commentary. Or yeah. Something. Then we'd shit on that too. <laughs> but at least it's creative and different and plays into what Bray's trying to say. I know. I'm a god man. Poke. I know. <laughs> Thumb to the eye, man. Oh man. Anyways, so again. I mean, our prediction op episode got this kind of right, underwhelming. Like the the the, the match itself wasn't bad. The match itself wasn't bad. Just the finish. The finish was underwhelming, but that's necessarily that's not necessarily the wrestlers' blame. Yeah. No, I know, I know. I mean, look, man, the vast majority of this isn't isn't the wrestlers' fault. Uh, next up, we had a Hardy Boys interview, um, and Jeff Hardy said something about uh, his his tooth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not gonna get his did you go back and rewatch this? Uh, I did not. No, no, I missed. I forgot. I watched it too. But I heard Chat was telling us that uh, Matt was sounding kind of uh, broken. Broken-ish. Yeah, yeah, and he was acting pretty broken during that Iron Man match. Yeah, especially that whole stretch where he was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, uh, Enzo came out before his match with Cass and mm-hmm. cut a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, started talking about uh, Frank Sinatra's "That's Life." Yeah, and how it related to his current storyline. Well, he has a he has a mugshot of Frank Sinatra tattooed, tattooed on his shoulder. Yeah, on his shoulder. That's right. Uh, I did like the bit where he said, uh, "You're going to be in my shadow now, Cass." Because I'm going to be larger than life. I'm going to be larger than life. Yeah, that was a good line. There's a couple um, good lines in it. I know. <laughs> and so what? So I'm just did you go back and listen to Cass and the music. Yeah. Yeah, pretty generic. Yeah, it is generic. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's, it's not, not good. terrible. It's not good. It's, it's not memorable. Literally the definition of generic. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's uh, <coughs> it's like when you go to the store and they've got Rice Krispies or you've got uh, crispy rice treats or whatever yeah. it is. Crispy it's rice. in theory the same thing, right? yet not. Or even better, just like the white box with cereal on it. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I know I'm getting something for the morning. Um, I don't think you've done that since like the 50s, though. Mm-mm. I think even generic sometimes try to... They have to have some, some logo on there that entices the eyes. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, it might just put Brand X cereal on it. <laughs> Brand X. Anyways, uh, yeah, then so Enzo, after a pretty good promo, just got murdered. Yeah, he, he had maybe combined, I don't know, 40 seconds worth of offense. selling the crap out of his best friend. So we got this prediction right. Cass dominated the entire match, more or yeah, less. Yeah, no, he, he murdered him. And Cass ended up winning with a boot to the face. Yeah, but it was just ragdolling Enzo the entire more time. More or less. And you could even kind of tell that Cass was like... Like not in not entirely comfortable. Like Brock Lesnar ragdolls you. Brock is enjoying oh, ragdolling. Yeah, yeah. He has no Cass qualms. didn't enjoy. Brock this. has no qualms about doing it. Yes, no, no issue with that. No. Uh, next up, we had the Miz backstage. This is pretty quick. Just him with the Miz, Taraj, and Maurice. Yeah, I like the Miz, Taraj. Yeah, I do too. If, if only because I get fashion tips from Bo Dallas because he looks great in his little like cool looking rock star guy. Ride to hell. Ride to hell. Retribution. I want. I want horny. After that, Hardys versus Sheamus and Cesaro in a 30-minute Iron Man match. This is match of the night. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely the match of the night. And it's funny because, so, like, we watched this, and I think a lot of the crowd and uh, in our live stream chat was calling botch on the ref on a couple of these. But we went back and watched it. We still framed this shit. And yeah. I didn't see a lot of botching going on. No, I, I didn't saw either. some misunderstandings yeah. happening. Um, I think the one botch was on when Matt hit the the, the moon salt off the top rope. Okay, pin on Sheamus, I believe this is the one you're referring to. I've watched a couple times, and uh, Cesaro went in there to break up the pinfall, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, he didn't break it up in time." The ref actually counted three. Right. Um, it's unclear because the ref gets in the position and his hand goes down. Whether that was actually the one count? No, 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 no. That was no. Or that, that's what the cra- that's what the crowd thought. I watched that shit frame by frame, and it's clear when he goes down, his hand his hand comes down, but it's sliding to brace him for the, for his yeah. for him getting in the position, and then he goes up for the count. 
I can see totally how everybody yeah. thought that was a one. But when you go back and watch still frame, he was getting down into position, and I could see how that looked like a one. But it was clear he was simply getting into position, and then he he hit two, and on the two, Cesaro, Cesaro broke, broke it, it up. up. So that 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 was that was just. I mean, as a ref, maybe he probably could have done it better, but um, so then I can see how people were upset about that. And there's another spot where uh, Jeff hits the Santon, Santon, Swanton on Sheamus, and then Cesaro runs in the ring and pins Jeff, mm-hmm. gets the three count, and it looked to me like sh- the Jeff lifted his shoulder up a couple times. But yeah. it was unclear whether he was actually trying to kick out. Yeah, that was unclear. It was it was what sort was of weird. On. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, the first pin, so this is Iron Man match, 30 minutes. Um, and, of course, an Iron Man match, whoever has the most pinfalls by the end of the, yep. the time elapsing uh, wins the match. Um, the first one came really quick. It was a brogue kick, 30 seconds in. Matt Hardy uh, ate Sheamus's boot. Uh, so they went down 1-0 or yep. 0-1 really quick. Yep. Um, shortly at, or not too long after that, Sheamus and Cesaro hit their finisher, which Sheamus does the white noise, and then Cesaro jumps off the top rope to put a little more... Uh, Muscle behind it. Well, stank. Yeah. Yeah. They do that to Jeff Hardy. They're up 2 nothing. Yeah. So. And then about, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 minutes left in the match. Jeff hits a twist of fate in Cesaro. Mm-hmm. 2-1. Mm-hmm. Jameis Cesaro. Um, and then, not long after that, Matt Hardy gets tagged back in, and he just gets beat up. It feels like for a good five minutes. Straight. Oh, yeah. So, this is, we're on, we're obviously all on Broken Watch. Yeah, 2017. Much. And just like in the the Cade, no, it was one that we was the the one we saw live. Yeah, payback. Payback. We thought that he was getting beat up pretty good there. We thought maybe he would have been broke, but evidently no, he did not secure the uh, license. The IP yet? No. The IP yet. Um, and so that segment culminated in uh, Matt Hardy getting thrown into the ring post by uh, Cesaro. Um, Sheamus, the legal man for Sheamus and Cesaro, still in the ring. Mm-hmm. Matt was counted out. Yeah. Um, Sheamus and Cesaro are up 3-1 now. Yeah. Um, not, not long after that, uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy do like this pinning combination thing that was interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Pinning Cesaro. Right. 3-2 is the count. Is that when, uh, is that the one they both came off the top? Was that no, that no, one? No, 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 that was later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then after that, Matt hit a pretty cool looking top rope. Twist that was rad. Yeah, that was really cool. On Sheamus. Yeah. Tied things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we mentioned the... When Jeff hit the, the swanton on Sheamus and Cesaro ran into the ring, pinned Jeff, mm-hmm. and Jeff's shoulder kind of went up a couple times. Yeah, that was weird. So I know I ended, there are certain moves like RVD. He always sold the hell out of his own frog splash, mm-hmm. five star frog splash. Mm-hmm. When you hit the scent of the swanton, are you supposed to be so damaged that somebody can score a three count on you? Apparently, because that's what happened. It looked like kind of like what you were saying. It looked like Jeff, I'm not going to say it looked like he had a shoulder up necessarily in my eyes, but it looked like Cesaro's pin attempt was so strong <laughs> that Jeff Hardy was trying to kick out of it, and Cesaro wasn't having any of it. That's what it looked like, because he was doing this, but Cesaro was laying on him. Usually if somebody does this, oh my God, he just kicked out. Yeah, I think, well, I think Jeff was trying to you know, show, hey, I'm struggling to get out of this pin attempt, but I can't. I think that's what When's it was. the last time somebody struggled to get like usually you kick out, you kick out. You don't struggle to get out of a pin attempt. Well, like on a, a roll up, on a roll up, I've seen people struggle to get out. Yeah, of yeah, they, yeah. On a roll up, they do this stuff. But if a guy's just laying, that's different. That's when you have your weight well, on them like this. Cesaro is also pound for pound the strongest wrestler in WWE. Oh so. yeah, that's right. Okay, you remember these things. This is all little story elements you got to keep in mind, Steve. <laughs> After that, that's when we got the, the double top rope move where uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy both did a top. Now rope we still thing. we still frame this one. <clears throat> It simply looks like Matt punched himself in the face on accident. Yeah. Because, man, he opened up. I think he had to get in, like, nine, nine stitches. stitches. Yeah, so he did, like, an elbow mm-hmm. off uh, one of the turnbuckles. Jeff did a, a splash off the other. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it looks like he... It looked really cool, but it looked like it went Ant, like that. Yeah. And it just opened up. All of a sudden, it was just, like, yeah, he was bleeding all over the place. Yeah, it was great. It was, like, flaring 89. But it worked well for the finish of the match, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, the, the finish of the match... Um, uh, <clears throat> now that Sheamus and Cesaro are up 4-3... Um, after that, Cesaro runs out of the ring. Jeff Hardy chases him down, gets back in the ring. Seconds, seconds yeah, left. Yeah, hits yeah. a twist of fate, goes for the pin with like two seconds with left. two seconds left. And so time expires. He, uh, he hit it at like, I think, three seconds. Yeah. And by the time the pin was firmly in place, there was like a, a second, second, maybe a left. second left. And I thought it was, I thought it was immaculately. Oh, yeah, it was really well done. Well, well timed. 
Then I looked down at chat. This is one reason I just need to stop paying attention to people. Is because people started screaming for like ref bots. And I was like, wait a second. What? There is no bot. I didn't see a bot. I just saw like a really well-timed thing. And I started looking for it. And I was like, well, I thought that was cool. And then I went back and looked at it this morning. I was like, oh, wow. That was actually really well done. Yeah. So I maybe the ref stuff wasn't as crisp or as clear. But that's like a tough task. Oh, yeah. The referee of the 30-minute Ironman I match. Know, especially for the last Where it goes up four few three. minutes when one of the competitors is bleeding all over the place. Because the only thing I could have thought of that, okay, so maybe they would have wanted it to go 3-3 three, three, um, because then the champions still retain. On a tie, yeah. And then you keep this thing going, which I kind of think they're probably going to do. Like, I don't... That could be. Do you think that this is... I mean, at 4-3... You'd think that this would be a blow-off, but I could see them continuing on. Well, that'd be a SummerSlam, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are they going to do? All of a sudden, they're going to fight somebody else? No, Three man. stages of hell match. Yeah, there you go. Do the uh, the triple-decker. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Which one was the three stages of hell? Um, it's, I think it's uh, three different match stipulations. Oh, yeah. So it's like best out of two or three falls, but three different match stipulations. Oh, I think okay. one of them's Hell in a Cell. One of them is just like a no or false cat anywhere weapons match. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. I don't remember Backstage this, so. brawl. Could be. Yeah. So an old good match afterwards. Matt, super bloody. Yeah, this kind was kind of doing some broken mannerisms. He's being a little broken. I like. I like this. I thought it was good. I don't. I, you know. I'm. Look, man. Either he got the license or he didn't. I. I feel. I. I honestly feel that when he gets the the IP, when he gets the broken thing. We're going to see it. We're, we would see it post-match. They wouldn't wait yeah. until the next Raw. We'd yeah. see it post-match. Or we'd at least see the start of it. I think he's just I think he's just teasing. I think maybe he's thinking he can get this thing by SummerSlam. Maybe at SummerSlam the will and we can see it then. Because that's a pretty big stage to break on. Yeah. Incident. Uh, next up, we had Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss in what I thought was the best Alexa Bliss match that oh, we've been re- it was really probably good. ever seen. It was a really good match, and it's a bummer that it ended in a count-out. This was a big drag. I'm wondering if they're just going to... if if you know, we're going to see the rematch on Raw, and that's, that's what we're going to see. That's where we're going to see Nia Jax. It could be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened tonight on Raw. Really fast-paced match. A lot of good back and forth. Yeah, no, this was this was really good. This is where this is where Alexa Bliss, you know, where she sort of puts on display what she's learned from being in the ring with people like Sasha Banks with Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, because we saw a lot more crisp yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we saw, uh, yeah, so we got a couple notes here. Uh, she, did the, she did the the arm dislocation thing again. That oh, yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha got in uh, the bank statement pretty early, but Bliss was able to get to the ropes pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing her ring awareness. Yes, ring savvy. Ring general. They fight outside, and Alexa Bliss just finally said, enough, I'm getting counted out, keeping my belt. yeah. Um, Sasha was uh, unhappy with that finish, obviously. So she ran up the ramp after Alexa and attacks her at the top of the ramp. Yeah. They fight a bit, gets to the announce table. Um, Sasha uh, throws Alexa off the announce table and does a jumping double knee off and looks like busted her lip open. Yeah, it looked like... So So I think part of it, though, is, is, you know, because there was just, like, carpet... Like a bit of carpet, and not, the not the lush, fun wrestling shag carpet. No, not sumptuous shag carpet. Like crap office, like yeah, industrial yeah. grade carpeting. Um, so normally, when Sasha does double knee, she lands on her her knees. Yeah, can't really do that on concrete. No. So when she landed, she had to fall back. Yeah, she was kind of getting on her, like trying to land on her uh, feet a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind so, of. So it's like she it all looked bad. Some knee hit Alexa's mouth, and then mm-hmm. when they landed, Sasha landed right on top of Alexa. So. Yeah. It looked pretty ugly. Not the prettiest spot, but you got no. the point across. Yeah. I mean, thank God it wasn't Charlotte. She would have done a moonsault onto the concrete. Um, I'm not a huge fan. It's funny, like, how uh, the, the, I would, the, 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 the margin of error for hitting that double knee thing, whenever she does it from the outside, it's terrifying to me. Because, man, you could, like, if your knee ends up on somebody's throat. Or nose. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. You know? But she hits it. I mean, she hits it good every time. So yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. Like, I just wonder if this time was different. Because all you really yeah. have to do is shoot your crotch at somebody. Pretty much. You know, I guess. But, man. Um, maybe just because she had to execute it differently. Yeah. It yeah, led yeah. to yeah. a mishap. Yeah. Bliss. Yeah, a lot. So, yeah, we had. So, yeah, two matches in a row we had. Bliss. Well, actually, technically, Sasha won this match. So, the heel didn't go over in this one. Sasha won by count out. Yeah, but it was bunk. 
book. I'm not disagreeing with that, but the point that all the heels went over. Uh, next up, we had Akira Tozawa uh, and Titus backstage. Tozawa was very upset. Mm-hmm. I didn't rewatch this, so I, I but I, I got from their body language <laughs> that Akira was very upset about how he lost the match. Yes, and Titus was trying to bring him down off that. Uh, so we'll get. They should put on a clinic at, at SummerSlam. Yeah, that should be fun. Or they'll put on a really good match at 205 Live. But I think or it's both. SummerSlam. Or both. Get both. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up, we had uh, Miz versus Dean Ambrose. This felt like every Miz versus Dean Ambrose match we've seen over the past. Except this one had the Miz Taraj. Six months. And we were right. Miz Taraj made an impact. They did what they were supposed to do. Yep. They Help Miz win. Yeah. Uh, I did like, you know what? Uh, we don't get this every day. Dean, uh, uh, Miz was working over Dean's left knee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Dean was really selling the crap out mm-hmm. of it. That was that was good. Yeah, that was something I haven't seen from Dean in a little while. Yeah, I know that was that was good to see. So that was good. Yeah, that was that good spot where uh, Miz put Dean in the tree of woe and did Daniel Bryan's uh, corner drop kicks to his leg. Are we gonna see that was cool Dean Miz again? I certainly hope not. SummerSlam, you know we're going to. I, I really don't want hope that to happen. Not. I really don't want that to happen. I was surprised. No Drifter Finn segment. I know. We got that wrong in our I'm guessing we're going to see that at SummerSlam. Dude, no. What else is that. Finn going to do? Miz versus Finn. Yeah, I'd like to see that. They kind of have been low-key putting that up. And then Drifter. We've already seen that. Though. They had a match on Raw. Yeah, that was one match, man. Come back around to it. Okay. Well, anyway, Drifter makes a uh, drops a mixtape on Dean. There you go. Anyways, Miz retains after. Uh, uh, well, I'll go back. Miz Taraj at one point pulls Dean out of the ring, right. um, and then Dean gets the upper hand, goes to the top rope, drops an elbow on Miz and the Miz Taraj. Mm-hmm. Then he hits dirty deeds, but Maurice is there to put Miz's foot on the rope. Ring general, ring awareness. Things kind of break down. Ring savvy. Bo Dallas hits Dean from behind, which mm-hmm. allows Miz to get the skull-crushing finale and win the match, retain his title. Good job, Miz. Good best, job, Miz. Best Intercontinental Champion ever who isn't Chris Jericho. Uh, Next, that get brought us to Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Oh, man. This gives me a headache just thinking about the implications of the outcome of this match. I have a fucking headache just thinking about it. Why? I don't actually have a headache. Why? Is he a heel? Was this a double turn? What was the deal here? What was oh, going on? I didn't even bother thinking about that until we see what happens on Raw tonight. Yeah, I know. Reigns kind of out as if he's normal Roman Reigns, and honestly, it wasn't a double turn. Yeah, I think it was. They were just trying to create some intrigue one way or the other. You know what? You know how I felt this was. I, I think. I think. Judging. Okay, so. Really fun match. Like, yeah. there, there were shades of the last time they fought, but then I thought when Braun was no-selling the chair shot. Oh, that was great. Which, that, that's my one regret about the live stream. Anybody has a problem with me about that in live stream? Because I totally missed it in live stream because I was paying attention to something else. So that's on me, and that's when I was like, oh, man, I missed that great bit. I need to be, I, you're right, I do need to get a better balance there because that was great. Yeah, that was cool. When Roman started, and the look on Roman's face. So at that point, um, it was. I, I think what they're trying to do, man. I, I think that they think that this is all Roman is still a face. Because I think it was Braun is horror movie villain, and Roman had to do what he had to do to beat the villain. That last shot of Braun, just mask of blood, and he's like, like obviously still not done with Roman. Yeah. To me, that was. Movie villain that was horror movie but villain. But I can see people can see uh, Braun's uh, gumption mm-hmm. as a face move. I can see that. Also, the fact, but that it's not how I feel. Here's the thing. No, I know. I understand. I can see. I can. I can understand both perspectives. Also, the fact that Roman did what he did after losing the match. Yeah, that's not exactly that a was, face move. That was, the, that was the most cartoonish loss for an ambulance match because, especially when I play it back in my head, it's extra cartoonish. Because it's Roman going to spear uh, Braun. Braun gets out of the way. And he, <laughs> he flew with that ambulance. Yeah, he did. In a very cartoonish manner. And someone in our chat for the live stream called that, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. I can't true. remember who, but yeah. good call. I mean, given that that's one of his signatures, then yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, makes yeah. total sense. See, but I was confused by the end, again, because we didn't have the commentary on. Because I remember when they announced the match that... To yeah, win you're the match, so hung up on this. To win it's the so match, weird. you had to put your opponent in the ambulance, and the ambulance had to drive away. Oh, man. The ambulance never drove away. close the door. That's all I got to do. I'm just going by what they said. They didn't say that, though. Yes, they did. Who said that? When they announced the match, the Raw afterwards, they announced the rules. That's what they said had to happen. we got to find that. Fine. Go ahead. 
because that is what they said. Because I don't think it happened. What they said. Who's a detail-oriented person between us? Me. I listen to these things. You can get things wrong too. I didn't get this wrong. You have gotten things. Yeah, I have. But that is what they said. All right. Nonetheless, you said the finish. Braun wins. I think that, yeah, but there was a lot of good stuff beforehand. They they crashed through the LED screen on yeah. stage, and they were doing the cheesy thing where, like, the video, the yeah, video yeah. would cut out the static, and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how it would It would be a blue screen with a no signal, yeah. no signal received sign, um, which I think would have been equally effective. That's what people know when they're, you know, on the wrong HDMI input on their TV. Yes. Anyways. Um, so, anyways, after the finish, uh, Braun closes the doors. After Reigns misses the spear, <laughs> you were so hung up, and so he not he, moving. He hits the back of the not ambulance. Not going anywhere yeah, because that's what they said the rules were. Um, Braun hits the back of the ambulance. Doesn't go anywhere. I'm upset because I'm, I'm cl- unclear who won the match. Reigns opens the doors to the ambulance again. Hold on a second. This is another reason why we need to be why we need the exactly. earbuds though, because apparently JoJo did read the rules at the beginning of this match, and, and she just said you have to close the doors. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying this before they said the ambulance has to drive away. <laughs> um, Reigns opens the doors and spears Braun, jumping out of the ambulance, puts Braun inside, um, yanks the driver out of the ambulance. Very GTA. It was great. Yeah. And Reigns, uh, adopting his new gimmick as ambulance driver, yeah. drives the ambulance to the back. So he parks it in the loading dock area. Yeah. They do this shot where he's looking in the, the side I'm mirror. I'm so torn on this, man. What did you think about that shot? Well, I mean, he was obviously thinking about what he was about to do. Well, yes. It is very obvious. And he's pondering <laughs> the moral consequences. I understand. Potentially the professional consequences, but nonetheless, he did it. He, he, he put the ambulance in reverse, hit the gas, backed the ambulance up into a production truck, and, you know, knocked... Took about like a foot off the ambulance. Oh, man. With the impact. It was a great, obviously, pre-film segment. Yeah. Uh, look, man, I liked it. It was it was cheesy. I liked it. It was kind of hard for me to get into the cheesiness in the moment because it was so overdone. See, but here's the thing. It was unclear. Like, if, if Reigns had looked in the side mirror and did a little smile, yeah. obvious he'll Oh, it'd be even worse. Then but I'd he be, didn't do that. I'd be over the edge on that He one. didn't do that. He just looked... Made the decision, did it. You know what What could have been cooler, and maybe I would have shit on it anyways, I don't know. If instead of that cheesy, like, looking himself in the mirror, if it was more frantic. I want more frantic. I want more drama. I want more tension. I don't want him, like, looking in the mirror. Because I, it's just, that's difficult to pull off if you're not, like, you know, if you don't have... Uh, like a, a super thin depth of field, and it's all dramatic, and the lighting is good and stuff. I know. I, wa- I want it to be more frantic. I want him to get in there. In terms of visual storytelling, is he's 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 being reflective. I want fun, it to be. Know? I want it to be a frenzy out of desperation. Well, I think they did it that way to make you feel like it might have been somewhat premeditated. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. What are the odds of tonight? It wasn't, get... it wasn't strictly an act of, 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 of passion. Here's my thing. It was a premeditated act. And this is why I'm going to kind of reserve judgment, but I'm very pessimistic on it. What are the odds, Larson? What? This moment of him looking in the mirror should be transformative. It should alter the way he approaches... Life at this point, because he just made the decision, the calculated decision to possibly murder a human being. Well, to a, a, at least attempt to murder. <laughs> exactly. So when he comes out tonight, there should be a different Roman Reigns to oh, a agreed. degree. Agreed. What are the odds we're going to get that? Uh, and uh, if you say anything over 15%, you're I insane. I was going to say, at best, a coin flip. <laughs> 50-50? At best. You're insane if they're going to go over 15%. Because here's, maybe a, no, here's the thing. I'm sure the plan is to do one thing. If Vince wakes up today... With a completely different idea, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I wonder if... They, I, I would love to think that this is a signifier of some direction for Roman Reigns. I would hope so. I would love to think that. I just think that they... We have no evidence... We have no evidence that they have... There, there have been several signifiers in the past that we've gotten direction with Roman Reigns only for them to backtrack. Yeah, there's been zero consistency. There's been zero consistency. So until I see, until I see that, and I'll find out, and it's noon right now, I'll find out in uh, probably five hours. Until we'll see. I see that, I'm, I'm pessimistic, but we'll find out. So Kurt Angle comes out. Upset, His eyes obviously. are wide the yeah, entire yeah, time. Yeah, he actually sold this pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People are trying to... Jamie Noble comes out with crowbar trying to get the door of the ambulance open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To check on Braun Strowman. And then there's this kind of awkward thing where Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater come out for a match 
like an impromptu thing. Like, well, we can't show what's going on backstage, so let's put on a match um, to entertain the crowd while we trying to find out what's going on inside the same. Yeah, place. in retrospect, I like this a lot better than when I was watching it. Oh, it's fine. It's a good idea. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Because they were doing it's, this. It's not believable at all. <laughs> no, it isn't. Because they just move on to the next match anyways. Like, they have another match. It's called the main event. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, but I'm sure they didn't want this moment to overshadow the main event, and that's why they had this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's just, you know. Uh, I like the fact that they're adjusting their ring gear. Yeah, as yeah, they're yeah, coming yeah. I know. I think like, Keith Slater's oh, taping is very impromptu. Keith Slater's taping his wrist this up. This is very impromptu. This is very impromptu. Um, anyway. So, but like the the whole time this match was on TV, pretty much, they, it was in split screen. They were still showing what was going on backstage. Yeah. And about um, maybe halfway through this match, they just cut to backstage entirely because uh, firefighter showed up, jaws of life, mm-hmm. trying to get that door open. Yeah. Um, apparently, Slater won the match, but off camera. Right. 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 Um, uh, eventually, they do get the door open. Bronze on the floor, bloody. He, oh, so much blood! He crawls out. Yeah, kind of stumbles to his feet, stumbles yeah. around backstage, yeah. gives that look to camera as to say, "I'm not finished with you yet." Yeah, it was good stuff. I liked it. I, I yeah, I liked it. Uh, like I said, to me, it felt like it, to to me, it felt like horror movie villain still stalking Roman Reigns. I can see. I can see the other way. I could see it the other way as well. I mean, if if Randy Orton burning down a house yeah. was a face move, and I guess what Roman did last night could be a face move yeah. too. Yeah. I don't feel that way, but yeah. I guess if they want to try to present it as such, there's precedent. Like, dude, like you said, we saw a guy burn down a house. That was a face thing. There's no reason to believe this isn't a face thing. I think anything short of like Roman Reigns producing a gun would be a face thing. Anything short of that. I don't know about that. A gun, I maybe. think, would finally get him and land him in a heel territory. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Do you bro- think a gun could, could conceivably be face Roman Reigns? Uh, it depends on the scenario. Oh, interesting. Um, took us to our main event, Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. It was about 10 minutes, it was about 10 minutes till 8. Yeah. When this, this is whole, uh, when the introductions started. It's about a six-minute match and about two minutes of pre-match brawling. Yeah. Um, but it started off well because Joe this attacked. Was rad. Okay, yeah, so Joe attacked Brock while Paul Heyman was doing Brock's uh, introduction, which I thought was great. And then Joe puts Lesnar through the announce table on the outside, all before the bell rings. Yeah. So we were already popping for Joe. Apparently, yeah, Joe got a really good pop when he came out. That's awesome. Were you going to say something? No, this is all really good. This yeah. was this was until the finish. Until yeah. the finish, yeah. suck the air out. I me. wonder if, if some of the backstage stuff with Amos just took too long, so they cut time off this match. Maybe I mean I guess I mean if that's the case, just lose a couple of the German suplexes and give us an extra F five. One more F five could have done this for me. One more F five, but it was so and so yeah. There's so you know Joe uh, he uh, dropped a Urinagi. Yeah. On Lesnar through the table, through the announce table? Like, yeah. Was that before the match started? Yeah. Yeah, that was before the match started. And and Lesnar did a good job of selling it. He did a great job of selling it. Lesnar seemed like he was into the match. Lesnar seemed like he was all in on selling Joe. <coughs> and apart from, I will say this, apart from Lesnar hitting six suplexes, maybe, mm-hmm. Joe dominated the match. Right, exactly. Which was why it was odd that it that it took one F five at the end of the match to put down Joe. That was my that was my main beef with this. Oh yeah, yeah, it came out of nowhere. There's no build to it. He dominated it. They lumbered in. That's the thing. It's not like an RKO where you can hit it out of nowhere. And Brock's F five. Let me. I, I honestly forget this. Last uh, the last year SummerSlam. How many RK? Uh, how many F fives did Orton eat before he lost? If you I don't think it was one on the outside and the one in the ring. Okay, all I right. I think. I could be all wrong. Right. All right. I know the F5 is book strong, obviously. I just felt that it could have done a lot more for Joe. But I think even one F5 still would have worked if it, it, there was a build to it. Yeah, right, I think right, the problem right. is it just, the finish came out of absolutely nowhere. And it, and yeah, and it's the F5 is not like an exciting move out of nowhere. And I feel like Cena's kicked out of a couple F5s. Triple H did. <laughs> of course Triple H did. I'm pretty sure Roman did at, at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, okay, exactly. So we've seen we've seen the F5, and I think Joe is a strong enough character to kick out of an F5. Yeah. Especially after dominating for a lot of this match. And yes, he ate a bunch of German suplexes, but we've seen other people eat a lot of German suplexes and kick out of at least one F5. Yeah. Give me one more F5. 
it just wasn't believable that uh, the amount of offense Joe had in this match versus the amount of offense Brock had mm-hmm. that after six German suplexes that Joe could be could be beat by one F5. Yeah, I know. It didn't feel believable. I know, exactly. Especially when Brock is bright red from being put in the coquina clutch twice. Yeah, he was getting he was on the verge of purplish. Yeah. I think he was purplish at one point. He was. Um, because that was the finish is that Joe put on the clutch. Yeah. And then Brock just picks him up, F5s him, gets the pin. That's it, it just, dude, it just, it, it was, again, the air was taken out for me because... There was, was no build to the finish. There was no build to the finish, and that was when I look back on Great Balls of Fire, and the, for the people out there who said this is a fantastic pay-per-view, that's great, awesome for you. I'm sincerely glad that you enjoyed it. For me, man, it was like watching several short films, and every single one I was really into, and then it just had crap finish. Yeah, then the ending disappointed. The ending just disappointed. And when you get that over and over again, I mean, you could even kind of say that Enzo versus Castle is the same because Enzo came out with a with a great promo. Yeah, you know, I read because I watched I watched his promo this morning and then thinking about it, I'm like, man, his thing is the promo, and and I don't even know what they do with Enzo from here. Yeah, I don't know either. You know, I'm assuming they're gonna. I mean, is there any chance Enzo goes over at SummerSlam over no. Cass? No. You think they're gonna fight at SummerSlam? They have to, right? They have to keep this going. He did mention, uh, or. Sorry, Enzo alluded to Big Show during his promo last night. Do you think we're going to get a Big Show cast at SummerSlam? I would not be surprised. I wonder if Big Show would be into that. Like, uh, I'm sure he would be into fighting cast because Big Show has said that he wants to actual he wants to actually wrestle matches again. Yeah. And that would be an actual match. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that'd be weird for Enzo to manage him, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I do with Enzo. Can't put him on 205 Live. He can't no. wrestle. He's not a good enough wrestler. No, he's not. So anyways... Um, um, I have an idea. I'm going to run by you of what I'd like to see. It's not going to happen at okay. SummerSlam, but I'm going right. to pitch this to you. You're going to p- pitch the four-way, aren't you? No, I got something better. Oh, nice. Okay. So let's assume that what we got last night was double double turn. Okay. Reigns, heel, Strowman, face. Wow. Okay. Let's assume that's what's happening. So uh, Strowman, Reigns, I would say right now, has to be in contention for feud of the year. It's been really good. Yeah, it has been really it's good. It's been really good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's say uh, tonight Reigns comes out and says, you know, he's still number one contender for Universal Championship. Braun comes out and goes, no, mm-hmm. I beat you. Yeah, sure. That's my shot. Yeah. So the crowd's going to be behind that. Yes, absolutely. So whether they have another match tonight or Angle just says, Braun, you're number one contender, at the end of Raw, Braun's number one contender will face uh, Brock at SummerSlam. Have Braun beat Brock at SummerSlam win the title. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Next pay-per-view, have Roman say, I want a title shot. Have Braun beat him again. Mm-hmm. Decisively. Yeah. And then you can have Braun Roman again at WrestleMania. Have Roman win, but you have all that time. You have a good story you've been working on for almost a year. Yeah. More than a year by that yeah. point that people will be into. Yeah. At least a lot more than Reigns and Lesnar would be. Yeah, man. Because everybody knows that the result of that match was going to happen, yeah. and no one really cares about it. Yep. Whereas people will be invested in Braun. Yeah. Do that match. That's your that's your universal title match, WrestleMania. Braun versus Roman. I'd love it. I'd love it. And it. make a huge star of Braun Strowman, too. Yeah, man. He's been doing really good work. He's, He's been, been doing good work. Week after week, show after show, match after match. I know, man. I know. And he applied that blood like a champ. I know. If it was him, they probably had a makeup person. Yeah, it was really well done. It was really well done. Like, they did a very... Also, it looked like he actually had, like, cuts on his arm. I know. They did a good job with all that. Yeah. He looked great. He looked like... He looked very believable. It wasn't cartoonish at all. I mean, you know, kind of interested to see what happens on Raw tonight. I'm never, like, totally optimistic, though. I think they... I know. They they go to the status quo way too much. And what's going to happen at SummerSlam is going to be Braun and Brock, and Braun's going to job out. Similar to how John lumbering F five. He'll hit. Doubt they would he'll do hit that. Brock with the power slam. Brock will kick out. Yeah, there'll be a, an awkward reversal from power slam and F five. Braun loses. Yeah, probably. But we can always hope and dream. Braun is universal champion. Be fantastic. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. Why wouldn't they want to do that? I don't know because because Vince thinks Reigns Lesnar at WrestleMania is money. Yeah, that'd be like the least inter- interesting match there because everybody knows what's going to happen. And even if everybody knows that Reigns is going to beat Strowman at WrestleMania, people are at least super invested, at, hopefully by that point, into Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, uh, I don't know, we'll find out on Raw tonight. Yeah. See which direction they want to go in. That'd be cool if, they, if, if Reigns came out and was a bit more heelish. Not just a bit more. 
completely heelish. Completely heelish? Define. What would he have to do? He comes out tonight and does what? Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. He comes out and says, fuck everybody. Essentially. Off the mic. Effectively. He says, fuck you. Fuck Braun Strowman. Fuck that ambulance. Fuck the truck that I drove into. I'm going to go eat a hot dog. Pretty much. Yeah. He has to come out there and essentially tell the crowd, you know, I've done this, this, this. That'd be rad. I, Braun Strowman I, I did what came I did. out with caked blood like he didn't even wash it. I know. Up. And it's like, you guys never supported me ever. F you. Yeah. Essentially what he has to do. Yeah, it'd be good. I want to see, like, Braun just was why he walked to wherever they are tonight. Oh, Houston? Houston. Planet Houston. Braun flies in like non. Yeah. That'd be good. Caked over blood. Yeah, I, I like that. To keep the fake blood on him. That's keep a good idea. That's a really him. good idea. <laughs> That'd be a good visual. Like he didn't stop. He didn't wash. No. He's just been stupid. He got out of that ambulance and just started walking directly to Houston. <laughs> exactly. And he made it. Or he just got in his rental and he drove there. <laughs> and was just camping out at the arena until Roman got there. Exactly. I like that idea. That'll be good. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so at three, in three hours, 3 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to be live streaming WGPW Shower Me With Gold. I'm not sure if it's going to be up Yeah, it might not be up by Probably not going to be up by then. Anyways, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.